0: Welcome to Taking the Hot Seat with Abigail. I'm your host Abigail and thank you for joining me today. On today's podcast, I will discuss being comfortable in discomfort. So stay tuned to hear a little more. today's podcast, I'm going to tell you guys about different types of fears you've probably never heard about. Phobia itself is an intense fear of a particular object, person, like a doctor or clown, situation, or activity. People who have phobias tend to experience severe anxiety and panic attacks when they're faced with the object or like a situation they're scared of. Thinking about their phobia or anticipating an encounter with that fear is what tends to bring these severe anxiety and panic attacks. So full disclosure, my pronunciation might be absolutely terrible, so I apologize sincerely. But anyways, let's get into it. So first up is plutophobia, which is fear of money. People who suffer from this do not want any money. The most extreme sufferers would live away from family and society because not only do they fear money, they fear wealthy people themselves. <laughs> Me personally, I'm not afraid of money. Um, I like money money doesn't seem to like me though because <laughs> maybe it's because I just spend it too much maybe that's my issue but yeah there's people out here who genuinely fear money which is honestly like on surface level yeah it's funny but when you think about it deeper it's like really really sad um I wonder if like a certain trauma triggers it or how that comes to be I mean I didn't really read it I just read the definition of it um that's in, like it just doesn't make sense and especially in a world where today like everyone wants money Fact that there's people who fear money. Maybe they fear the responsibility that comes with money. Because I mean, let's be honest, having money is a lot of responsibility. A lot. But yeah. So the next one is equinophobia. This is fear of horses. This includes fear of donkeys, mules, and ponies. So it's caused by people by falling off a horse, being stepped on, barked, or bitten by a horse. So this makes sense. Um why people would Develop a fear for horses or just have an initial fear of horses without even ever really being around them. I will say that I was scared of horses before I even actually got to interact with them um, until I went to a summer camp, and now I'm like totally cool with them. I remember I was like eight, nine, and I went to a summer camp in Minnesota, North Star Camp. Very fun camp. Absolutely an amazing camp. I would honestly love to be that age again and go back. But back to the story I went there and I signed up for horses and activity because all the girls were doing it, and I was like, okay, like let me see what this is about. And when I tell you, they brought up my horse for me to ride, I was lit. I was shaking in my knees, shaking in my boots. I was ready to pee, like you know that nervous pee feeling you get. Like yeah, that's not not like the roller coaster one where it's like, no, not that one, but the nervous pee of like, oh goodness, I, this is too scary. I cannot do this. That's the fear I had um my heart was thumping like I was sweating and everything and I think also with the fact that I was like shorter and the horse the horses are pretty big animals if you really think about it and so to have like a, a an eight nine year old next to them is pretty intimidating I was so so scared but I um the really nice thing about the staff there is they helped me get comfortable with the horse. They- they were like okay it's okay you can pet it just like get comfortable with it because i wasn't comfortable riding it so they just had they had me stay behind and get comfortable with the horses and so the next day when i picked horseback riding i was totally fine so i guess i think just getting used to being them being around them but if i was like bucked off by a horse bitten or like i would i my fear would actually be instilled for good like i wouldn't want to ride a horse ever 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 again but riding horses is fun though it's so it's so fun it's also therapeutic too but it's so fun so another fear is trypanophobia. this is a fear of needles people with this fear are afraid of getting injections or blood draws um this fear is so much more common than you think people with this phobia are most likely to delay or avoid much needed medical care like shots iv bags etc i can't lie i don't like needles i'm not afraid of them i just don't like actually no that's a lie i am afraid of them i'm not afraid to the point where i like won't take the shot like if there's any other ugh, option like i will take the other option but if a shot is the final one shot's the final one as, like I can take a shot or my blood drawn as long as I'm distracted in conversation or music or I'm looking at a picture or something. I can't, physic. I can't watch the needle go in my body. I cannot. Like last year, I was getting a shot, and I um, I had to look away. At my big age, it's just so embarrassing. But also, there was one time I got a shot, and I asked the nurse if the same size needles like. The needles they use on us are the same size they use on babies and come to find out they use the same size needles on babies too and like my heart goes out to all those parents that take their kids to get vaccinations and have to watch a huge needle poke their child because i could never like me personally if i had a kid i don't know if i could watch them get a shot like that's just me personally like that that needle is big and babies are like tiny it's crazy so yeah there's a bunch of people out there who absolutely fear needles um, so now that you guys learned about different phobias, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. So as a child, I had an intense fear towards plants and grass. Like this is an actual phobia, not like, or oh, I was scared of it. Like, no, I physically, like I would physically react because I was so scared of plants and grass. It's called bot- botanophobia. So according to my mom, when I was really young, I would like shake intensely anytime I got near grass if I was near grass if I was on grass if I was near certain plants like I would I would start shivering you would think I was in Antarctica which I wasn't but I would physically like shake so bad it was really bad really intense but eventually I grew out of it and was able to play in grass so I don't like I don't even know how it developed I don't know if there's a trauma behind it I don't know if it was a certain because I mean I was so young like this is like two three years old actually younger no it was like one two yeah one two a little bit of three um eventually i got over it and i'm fine now but yeah i don't know why people have botanophobia but my story goes to show that you can have a phobia towards the most random and natural things and also it shows that phobias can be overcome so yeah that's it for phobias that you didn't know existed I'm going to keep this conversation a little short and sweet, uh, just a little shorter than most other episodes, but I think it's one of those things where it's, like, a bit more simple, but yet a deep conversation. So, um, in an earlier episode, which was episode 16, I talked about why I started this podcast. I wanted to teach myself to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, because I know in the future that I'm going to have to dive in headfirst into a lot of endeavors, and that will not be easy that includes a whole lot of fear and a little whole lot of discomfort. Let me get into that a little more. Um what I why I started this, I mean I just stated why, but like having a podcast is not the career goal at all. It's actually totally different than what I am going to study in college and what I want to be in the future. But I'm doing it because um one doing this podcast has taught me a lot about consistency about discipline about planning about time management it's taught me a lot about myself as a person it's taught me more about how to articulate what it is that I want to say with being prepared um it's also um like helped me overcome a lot of fears I'm an introverted person naturally but I'm an introvert who's an extrovert with people I'm like close to. I can be very extroverted once the environment around me allows me to feel safe. But when it comes to public speaking of any kind, I, I absolutely shake in my knees. <laughs> um, there's times as a kid where like at church I would have to like sing in front of everyone and I'm telling you like I would start crying because I was that fearful of being in front of people. Um, but over the years I've gotten over that but still public speaking and speaking to people is still scary and not just is that scary but also like it's scary knowing that some people may not agree some people may bash you some people may think that you're stupid or dumb um and I've come to realize that you'll you never know unless you try and you never know how much you can accomplish or how like how great your abilities are unless you you try and so back to the subject today um I would say social culture has made us accustomed to too much comfort, which has resulted in unfortunate results. We are limited to our ability. We no, we have limited our ability to grow and adapt. Um, there is no tolerance of any amount of discomfort and a huge lack of patience for any kind of curveball thrown our way. Um, resilience and the ability to overcome adversity is disoriented. Accepting discomfort is hard because we see discomfort as a threat and it's not a threat discomfort is not a threat i'm telling you it's actually it's more of a gift than anything i mean comfort is actually and should be way more scary it should scare you not like i'm saying too much comfort where you're too too comfortable to the point where you don't want to grow like that's actually more of a threat um, as a generation, and that's me included, we want to separate from our discomfort to protect ourselves. It's a, it's a protective mechanism. Um, when we do this, we create the opposite of what we are actually looking for. We want growth, but we don't act like we want growth. So the more we distance ourselves from discomfort, we actually separate from ourselves and we experience more pain as a result underneath discomfort is fear so there are many things we are fearful of there's FOMO the fear of missing out for others it may be the fear of not being in control which is people like me um it always scares me when some things are not out of my control and I kind of just have to let go and let God um that's scary because I I'm I'm I am not an English person I'm a math person. I like math because I know there's a certain outcome. I don't like, like, I love reading, but I don't like English as a class because it's just, there's no distinct outcome. Like it's, it it, it varies. And I don't like that. I like knowing that there's a way, there's an option that this is going to happen, but that's not always the case. So another fear is the fear of being overwhelmed or losing sense of self. For others, um, there's the fear of not being accepted or belonging, and these are actually not separate from each other. A lot of these fears are jumbled together. Some people have all those fears, some people have a certain, like, a certain combo of those fears, um, but these fears can be coupled together, all, I mean, all together, um, but we all have to acknowledge that we experience a feeling of being stuck because we numb ourselves from experiencing fear. The more you reject dis- discomfort, the bigger your ego gets. The practice of allowing discomfort is a practice of integration. Integration occurs when we allow our behavioral patterns, traits, emotional states, and experience to come together in a more unified and organized state. So without integration, there is a, there is separation. And with separation, there is disorientation. So basically, being uncomfortable does not always relate to pain or pleasure. Um, Our own fears and limitations can create some of the greatest discomfort. We prevent ourselves from taking risks and put our self-development on hold. This is why I started this podcast. I want to grow and challenge myself and show myself that I can learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's scary to record a whole topic and put it out. It's scary to see low low numbers and feel discouragement. The whole thing itself is scary, especially since I'm an introvert and a perfectionist. It's scary to know that I'm going to fail. But by making this podcast and keeping to a weekly dropping routine, I have learned that I can do it. I can speak about a topic, have a guest, and the numbers don't discourage me. It's actually encouraging to know that someone took time out of their day to listen to me and to give me so much needed feedback. Plus, I've challenged my perfection ways and had fun with the spontaneous nature of my podcast. Being uncomfortable teaches us to stay connected with ourselves, to be curious and more open, and to learn more sides of ourselves, and that's why it's important to master this skill. A part of being comfortable with being uncomfortable is venturing out and finding people who are aligned with your goals. I'm not saying cut off your close circle. But by finding a person or a community that has similar goals motivates you and helps you guys bounce off of each other as you are trying to reach a higher higher potential within you. So I've met other podcasters by, start, by starting this podcast, and I've realized that they have felt the same fears and discomfort and go through the same podcaster struggles that I go through. And this has helped me with my fears and encouraged me and made me feel less alone. So when you think that you're alone in your fears or your discomfort just know that there's someone out there who's struggling with the same thing and you guys can help each other out by sharing tips or just sharing your experience in general. All right, it's time for the shout out of the week. So the shout out of the week is none other than Lizzie McAlpine and I don't know if I said her last name right but I'm gonna call it Lizzie. So she's a singer-songwriter. She studied songwriting at Berklee College of Music before leaving in her junior year to pursue music full-time. In April 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic, she started the Instagram Berklee at Home streaming concert series. Her musical style has been described as folk-focused, folk-pop, and a blend of jazz, pop, and R&B, which you can totally hear if you listen to her music. So in 2018, she released her debut EP, Indigo. She studied in Spain in the fall of 2019, where she wrote her debut studio album, Give Me a Minute. The album released in August of 2020 and it hit number one on the top albums for alternative music in iTunes. The album has streamed millions of times on Spotify and other digital services. Then in April of 2022, she released an eight song EP titled When the World Stopped Moving, the live EP. She started 2022 as the opening act for Dot. Then on April 8, 2022, she released her second studio album titled Five Seconds Flat and premiered Five Seconds Flat, the film on YouTube. And I have to personally say that Five Seconds Flat is my favorite project of hers, um, but my favorite songs are not off of this project. I just like, when it comes to her full, full projects, this one's my favorite. Um, one of these songs definitely garnered a lot of attention on TikTok and this song is titled Seal. Lizzie is currently, well, just finished, actually. She finished her second headline tour um, called End of the Movie Tour, and she recently signed to RCA Records. And I think you should totally check out her social media and music and enjoy what she has to say in her songs. That's a wrap on Taking the Hot Seat with Abigail. I'm your host, Abigail, and stay tuned for more conversations with me.